Hello and welcome to the Football Podcast, the only place for all your European football news. Today, I'm your host, Spencer MacDonald, and my co-host for today is Mr. Colin Wright. Good afternoon. Okay, as we promised, if there's any big moves, we'd be straight onto it. So today's show is talking about all the transfers that went through just before the transfer deadline, which was yesterday, Wednesday, the 31st of August. Okay, first move is the obvious one. Michael Owen completed his move to Newcastle United for what seems to be in the region of £17 million, which beats Alan Shearer's £15 million record. He's 25. Um, Carl, firstly, do you reckon he's made the right choice going to Newcastle rather than Liverpool? Obviously, it wasn't down to him. It was down more to um, Real Madrid. Rafael Benitez was quoted as saying he was too expensive, but do you reckon he's made a good choice? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anything beats sitting on the bench for the whole season, doesn't it? Um, I know Newcastle are struggling this season, but um, you still rate him as one of the bi- one of the bigger teams in the Premiership, and you know he's guaranteed first team football, so it's all good for my club. Yeah, obviously he wants first team football. This being the World Cup year, um, obviously he's got proven record at international level. Do you reckon there's any chance of um young guns such as Defoe getting in front of him, or do you reckon he's got that place secured? Um, I would. I personally reckon he's got it secured, uh, mainly due to the fact that you know he's one of England's main players. Um, he's always referred to as one of England's main players, and I think he's going to stay that way. For the rights of the foe and all that, I can I can see where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, Owen's class is a world-class striker, and I don't think Sven's got the bollocks to uh, drop him. Okay, thanks for that language there, Carl. Um, obviously, Newcastle made another move and they got their man. Alberto Solano has come back to Aston Villa for a fee to be believed of £1.5 million. The Peruvian international midfielder is 30 and he left St James's Park for Villa on January 2004 for the same fee. Obviously, there's no win, no loss there. James Milner's gone on a year-long loan to Villa to, um, season, to fill up the gap that Alberto Solano's left. Obviously, um, many pundits, not ourselves really, but obviously it makes sense, said Newcastle lacked width. And I think, personally, when they sold Solano, I thought it was a bit of a shock, personally. So do you reckon it's a good move for Newcastle to bring back Solano? Yeah, definitely a good move, but a uh, strange one at the same time. One of the only teams have known to sell a player and buy it back again, but there you go. Um, yeah, I, I personally rate Solano. Uh, he's pushing on a bit now, but... Nevertheless, he's still a great player and hopefully he brings out a little um, edge to Newcastle. OK. Depends what side of the fence you sit on, but I see it good news for Newcastle because they've got £7 million. But there you go. Jermaine Genius has left Newcastle for Spurs, like I said, for £7 million. He's a 22-year-old. He was released from international duty on Tuesday to undertake the medical. And, well, he's gone to um, Martin Yell's team. Come personally, let's face it, I think Newcastle and Tottenham both got too many defenders. But obviously, with players like Michael Carrick and um, Davids, obviously he's got a bit of competition at the club. But do you reckon it's a good move for Tottenham? Obviously, they're, they're looking good this season. The top six, six finishers on the cards. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, they looked, they looked to have like all, every position governed now for at least three players. But um, yeah, it's, I, personally, I think it's a good move for Tottenham. Um, on the other hand, if he stayed at Newcastle, I don't think Genius would have made the impact that we'd all hoped for. But um, I think Tottenham could bring it out of him. Uh, and he's got a big challenge on his hands, as you said, with the likes of Davids and Carrick in the team. And I think they'll make him a better player. Certainly hope so. Also for Tottenham, Lee Pyong-Yul 
has completed his move from PSV Eindhoven. The 28-year-old left-back, who also can play left-mid, has um, leave for a rumour to be about £1.3 million. Obviously, we've mentioned this before as a rumour on the podcast. Um, do you reckon this shot has gone through, or do you think it's good? No, not so much as a shock. Um, we know that Tottenham have got the biggest budget in the whole league. <coughs> the, um, um, I don't. No, no, it's not a surprise. Tottenham. I would have said I've always lacked on the the wing back position, and uh, yeah, they seem to have filled it quite well. Okay. Another rumour that we covered was Andy Van der Maeder's move to Everton. That has gone through, and the wingers completed a two million pound move from Inter Milan. He's injured, but um, <laughs> hopefully he'll do well for them. He's 25, and like we said, very good player. Also on the transfer front, quite a shot. Real Madrid have indeed signed a defender. It's an 18.5 million pound move for Sevilla's Sergio Rasmus, and it's a six most expensive signing in the history of the club. Also in defender land, well, Villa have bought one. That's Wilfred Boma for £3.5 million from PSV Eindhoven. He's 27 and he passed his medical on Tuesday. Obviously a great move for Villa, hoping to, you know, they've lost Solano, but nice centre about to do wonders for the club. You think it's a good move? Um, yeah, seems to be. Uh, but I know for fact Boma's made an impact in the national side. And um, he obviously he's turned a few heads, and uh, you know hopefully that's wonderful Liverpool's. Uh, sorry, Aston Villa's defence. Okay, Bolton has snapped up winger for Fern- winger Fernandez. He's 25 year old, and he was released from Southampton this summer. So hopefully it do well there. A failed bid. Obviously Liverpool were. They said they needed a centre back, and they needed a right winger. They had a right winger in mind. That was Samal from Benfica, the 25-year-old, he's actually captain of Benfica. Liverpool were actually thought to have increased their initial £7 million offer to £10.2 million, but Benfica won £13.6 million. Unfortunately, this move did not go through. So, um, Carl, I'm not really into Samal, really, so I don't need to comment on that. But do you reckon this is like really going to hinder Liverpool's progress this season, not having a right winger? Um. Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they're European champions and so on, but at the end of the day, they do lack on the right wing, and um, at the moment, seem to be struggling to fill the spot. Um, it is a bit of a setback for Liverpool, but uh, hopefully, with the likes of quality players like Harry Kill coming back in, maybe he could temporarily fill the spot and do quite well for the team. Okay. Also, Michael Owen not coming in. Like I said, Rafa Benitez said he was too expensive. Are you glad to see Cissé still at Liverpool? Because obviously, with performances like he did in that Super Cup, he's surely got to be the man for the job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, for one, like to, to like to uh, see Cissé play in the Premiership, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad he stayed. Uh, this way, we get to see both strikers performing, and uh, get to see how good they are. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like to see both strikers in the Prem. Also, Middlesbrough have captured Brazilian Rocking back. They've completed the signer from Barcelona. 23-year-old's been alone at Sport Lisbon since 2003 and helped them win the 2004 Portuguese title and also obviously reached the UEFA Cup final last year, losing to CSK Moscow. Um, he's been alone, but Barra had to pay £1 million for the player. He was just signed 
on Wednesday midnight. And this is also to replace uh, Michael Rausiger, who's left for PSV Eindhoven on a free. I'm actually quite shocked about this um, PSV, Michael Rausiger going PSV. You shocked about that move, or do you reckon it's just he's getting on a bit? I think he's like 30 now, and he reckons going back to Dutch football. No, I wasn't really surprised. Um, personally, I didn't know anything about it, but um, at the same time, it, it's you know he is, as you said, he is pushing on a bit. Um, hasn't really been that influential to Middlesbrough, and uh, I think it's better it's better for everyone's interest that he did move. And uh, you know how defensive PSV play, it would be a good addition for their team. Yeah, obviously they've lost key players like Parkji Sung's well PSV, so they need some new players, but I don't have a defender. Also, also Wilfred Barman and the young Piol, so their squad that actually got done so well in the Champions League um, last year is getting dismantled, which is obviously what happened to teams like Porto and Bayer Leverkusen. Um, Spurs have agreed a deal with Derby to sign the 26-year-old Polish international striker, Grzyk Razik. He's been capped 20 times and also had... Um, Wolves are also interested in him, and he scored 17 goals for Derby last year. West, Brom, West Brom's album is um, snapped at the defender Davis. He's a highly rated 20-year-old defender, and um, well, let's hope he does good for West Brom in the in the Prem. Okay, the um, no offence from non-major transfers now. Just a quick little roundup. Middlesbrough striker Joseph Desiree Jobs moved to Saudi Arabian outfit side Al. Itada, sorry if that's not how you say it, but obviously my Saudi and Arabian league knowledge is not that good. That's on a season-long loan. I think he's actually 27. He actually seems much younger than that. Um, you shocked about this, Carl? I don't. I suppose Middlesbrough have a few strikers, but it's not like they got them hanging out all over the place. You shocked that he's actually gone and Saudi Arabian league as well. It's not even like, no offence again, like French league or something. You shocked at this? Well, it's half and half really. On one hand, um, I'm not surprised because. Uh, Middlesbrough do have quite a steady uh, strike force but um, on the other hand I can't see why a player of Jose Desiree Jobs uh, quality would want to go to uh, the Saudi Arabian League even though it is for one year like Rennes have completed the sign of Eric Edmund a uh, <laughs> French club signed him on a three year deal obviously Lee young Pure coming into the squad means that um, obviously there's space for him to come in Blackburn have also captured the highly rated David Bentley on loan for Arsenal until the end of the season. That's obviously a great move for them. Also, Rangers have signed Charleston striker Francis Jeffers on a loan until January. Okay, on that, Carl? Do you actually rate Francis Jeffers? <laughs> no, I don't really. Do you reckon, um, do you reckon their spell in Scottish football is going to improve him as a player? Well, when if there is a lead, it's going to bring it. Uh, the best out of Francis Jeffers it will be the Scottish um, I mean you got to look at his his premiership record every team that he's moved to he's left within about two years um, hasn't ever been able to make his mark but um, as I said I think the Scottish League will bring out the best in Francis Jeffers and uh, hopefully he'll decide to stay there <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Jeffers um, last but not in the least, Arsenal signed Sunderland's Estonian international goalkeeper, Mark Poom, on loan. Um, Cole, obviously, he's come on loan. Do you reckon he's actually going to get a shot at the first team with Jens Lehmann now Munier in front of him? Um, well, I would say, yeah, otherwise he wouldn't have signed him. But um, it's, it's, it's only a temporary outfit. But um, 
as you know, uh, Jens Lehmann is suspended for two Champions League games, and um, I think that's why Arsenal brought him in because I think I think Alumia might be injured. Actually, he might have a serious injury. But um, the thing that gets me is I didn't see that one coming at all. Mark <laughs> um, seemed to disappeared over the years now, and um, oh, I don't know much about him, but obviously Arsenal has got a bit of faith, so. I'll, I'll stand by him. Okay, a quick little chat just before the international games. Obviously, Mark Owen's not allowed to play in the next international. Um, obviously, suspended. I was wondering, your Nelson's actually might play a four-five-one. I've heard with um, Beckham as a defensive midfielder, Gerard and Lampard either side of him, and Joe Cole and I'm sure Matt Phillips on the wings, and Rooney up front by himself. I'll personally give a bit of stick for that formation. If you were a Sven, Carl, what would you pick? I personally, I wouldn't put Rooney out there by himself. He's one of those players that you just want to drop in behind the hole behind the striker. What would you do? Well, not that for starters. I can't see how putting Beckham defensive mid and Rooney up front on his own is going to win his games. Um, I don't know if he's ta- uh, having a piss take out of Wales or something, but for me, yes. Not unless you've got a quality team with players who can play in them positions. I can't see you ever going to win a game with that former. Jacking on 4-4-2 is the only way to go with England? I'm not sure. I mean, there could be some chops and changes. But I'm not the manager. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to get the stick for it. So, I'll just leave it in Sven's hands. Okay. I think... um. Jermaine Defoe so there's a little bit of a call up there play Rooney off him and be alright I'd personally drop David Beckham that's just my personal opinion obviously but I don't really rate him I reckon Michael Carrick or Scott Parker should get one in the team as I reckon we need a defensive midfielder on that subject Carl if you were going to get the nod to one of them would it be Scott Parker or Carrick? That's a tough one that is um, I, would, I would say Parker purely because of his age difference he's got a bit more experience but on the other hand Carrick's playing world class as well so I don't know it's a, it's a good but bad uh, choice isn't it really <laughs> it is indeed first got to decide whether you want to play a holding midfielder and then you've got the choice between a young guy who's great Michael Carrick or a bit older Scott Parker ok that's going to be it for this podcast obviously we're going to win England play we'll do a podcast shortly after and um, tell you our thoughts on the game and stuff Obviously, that'll be um, next week. So, um, until then, if you want to just send in your emails to mailthefootballpodcast at gmail.com and any of your thoughts on football. Okay, once again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to tell your mates about us. And it's goodbye for me, Spencer MacDonald. And goodbye for me, Colin Wright.